Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Immortality Podcast. As always, I'm Jake here with Josh. Hello. Hi, Josh. Hi, everyone. Um, hi, everyone. Hi. Um, so today we're doing another uh, Puerti, a raw Puer or Shang. Um, you can see it right here. Um, this one is, I think, one we haven't done before. This is a uh, Bulang. We've done a couple Iwus before. So um, Bulang is in the same kind of general area, but grown a little to the west of Iwu. It's in the um, Menghai area. Includes kind of um, a lot of different close villages and mountains. Bulang is, you know, some of the most famous, includes some of the most famous uh, Pu'er origins. Uh, Lao Banjong, for instance, Zin Banjong, Hekai, I believe. Um, so if, if you if you know those words, uh, if you're a Pu'er person, uh, you should know what we're drinking. Just another note here, you know, these are pressed teas, obviously they're in cakes. When I'm drinking these, when I'm picking apart the cake, have like kind of a chunk, but also some like loose bits too. I feel like that helps it brew a little more evenly because you know, like you're gonna pick off a bit, but like some smaller leaves will fall off. You know, if it's all chunk, if, it's, if you're just getting a chunk, then it's gonna be a lot slower to steep. And if you're just getting all like loose small leaves, it's gonna steep a lot harder and faster. So that's why I like a mix. Does that make sense, Josh? Yeah, it does actually. You know, and then versus having to do a couple hot washes of it, you you mm -hmm. just kind of yeah can 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 jump right into it. This one, so this one's not super pressed or anything. So so Bulang is a region then. For some reason, I thought it was a type of Pu'er tea, yeah, but so, it's a so, region. So so it's yeah. Well, it is. It, Pu'er is almost always like named for its like uh, its appellation, like its its a uh, specific origin. All Pu'er is from Yunnan. It has to has to be from Yunnan to be considered Pu'er. Um, and it's all grown in the south, the southern tip of Yunnan, basically. So Bulang and Iwu both, along with a couple other um, notable areas, are in Shishuangbana uh, County. Within that, there are like some kind of subregions to that. And this, this is all like the very southern tip of China. So we're talking like border of like Laos and Myanmar. We're talking about like kind of like the jungle area. So, this, so it's, 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 it's very foresty, still like, still kind of like mountainous, like hill, like you're, you're still somewhat in like the very f foothills of the Himalayas. So it's, it's, it's really good. Um, it's, it's a really good terroir. And of course, um, as we've said in the past, um, this is actually the specific region that tea comes from, like biologically, which is why tea grows in the wild there. One of, like one of the main appeals of Pu'er is that you're getting wild tea trees um old old tea trees like gushu is a word that you know is thrown around a lot in the pu'er world it's a, which means ancient tree um so which which is supposed to refer to trees over 100 years old of course practically it's it's nearly impossible to date trees but the idea is that they'll have more mature root systems and they're they're growing in a more biodiverse environment which so, is a good thing i think yeah yeah so this is this is all old tree material, 2015. So it's aged. Nice. So this is aged. How old do you think the trees are? Over a hundred, at least. Uh, should, they should be between 50 and 100 years old. Okay. Yeah. Or again, like I said, it's it's almost impossible to date trees like without taking like, a core sample. But usually the farmers have some idea because it's like their father or their grandfather harvested from this tree and they know that. So it's kind of word of mouth. So it's, it's really hard to get a specific definition. Um, you should be able to taste old tree character once you get like familiar with these kinds of teas. I'm excited um, about this because just, 
just the provenance of the mm-hmm. Bulang. Is Bulang like a mountain or like a series it's, of mountains? It's it's um yeah, it's like it's like kind of a series of mountains, yeah. Okay. And it includes a lot of different origins. This is a blend of different origins in like the Bulang Mountains. Oh wow. So multiple farms. Multiple farms and villages, yeah. So so we get this from our um our Iwu guy, our Iwu contact. He uh, bought bought up some bulang material. He specializes in Iwu, but he was able to buy, buy up some bulang material as well. Impress it. So it's going to be pretty different than I don't know if you how well you recall the flavor of Iwu, but this is going to be pretty different from it. So why don't you why don't you uh, smell the rinsed leaves? Ooh, it's spicy and cedary. Yeah, it is. So th- this whereas Iwu is like kind of famous for these really smooth floral teas. Bulang is more famous for like powerful bitter tobacco-y like kind of almost like on like the scotch flavor end of teas the tobacco notes are very rich smoky tobacco yeah woodsy it's pretty remarkable how how different the flavor is you know from you know these and these we're talking about like the same county basically right just kind of a different series of mountains and villages in the same county well and i wonder it's got to do with the content of the soil there's just a lot of microclimates, yeah, because it because yeah. it, it is a mountainous region. As 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 you can see, it's it's a little aged. Um, fresh puer is more of a yellow color. Um, so this did age uh, somewhat briefly in Guangzhou, before we bought it and put it in our house storage. Smoky. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to eat barbecue and just drink this. Yeah. So 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 Scotch lovers, this is a good overlap for people who love tea and Scotch. Oh wow, this is good. But it's not smooth, you know. Like you is a very pretty floral, like sweet. This is, yeah, this is bitter tobacco-y. It's definitely louder and a little more yeah. upfront. Yeah. It, it, there is no um, subtleness to how it announces itself. Yeah. The tobacco starts to come out in the aftertaste, so it's smoky, and then yeah. it kind of, as it goes from the front of the tongue to the back of the tongue, the tobacco comes out. The woodsy, yeah. the cedary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The spice, exactly. I mean, puer is a very, you know, very, very, very deep category of tea. Even though it comes from like one region, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of nuances. Obviously, terroir makes a huge difference because um, we're talking about like you know a few mountains over. Basically, we have a completely different flavor. I'd be really curious, and I bet someone's done the study uh-huh. of all the puer, you know, the puer you know, uh, makers and the puer growers, uh-huh. they would have to know just like, oh, this mountain is a little more red in color. So maybe it's more iron rich. Maybe. Yeah. But I mean, this is, it's really nice. Yeah. So now, so it's, so it's going to, it's going to continue to develop for a few steeps. These, these are long steepers. You could definitely get, um, probably around a dozen good steeps from this. So this is like your all day steeper. Exactly. Yeah, Exactly. And then, and then, of course, one of the other like main, you know, very variations in puer is aging too. So this is seven years old now, and again, it was aged. I want to say about five years, or six years in Guangzhou, which is a which is a more humid environment. Uh, humid humidity uh, tends to encourage puer to age faster, or by age I mean ferment. So just to back up a little more, there's you know there's two main types of puer for anyone who doesn't know, um, raw and ripe or shang and show. This is a raw. So raw ages naturally over time, whereas ripe goes through, a, goes through a stage where it's rapidly fermented, which was a process that was developed relatively recently, about 50 years ago, in order to like mimic the um, flavors of mature fermented raw puer. I mean, would you say even the smell of it 
has some type of dried sweet fruit. Yeah, there's 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 definitely a dry fruit quality. Yeah, definitely, um, which I think is pretty um, typical of semi-aged to fully aged puer. Usually with puer, I'm waiting for the astringency and kind of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it's more of astringent, but it just feels like it's cleaning your mouth out. Whereas with this one, I haven't tasted it yet. No. I'm seeping this really fast. I don't know if you've noticed that. I'm basically flash. These are basically flash steeps right now. Nice. So what would you say? Five, ten second steeps? Uh, I, I flash steep that one. <laughs> so that that means literally I pour the water and then pour the tea out as nice. soon as I could. I think that the first deep I actually did a little longer, like five to ten seconds, just to like get it a little open. And now I'm going to flash deep for a little while until it starts to lose um, some flavor, and then I'll then I'll increase the steeps again. I can feel the energy growing. It's like planting oh, yeah. a seed in the oh, middle yeah. of my body or chest. It's like kind of growing out of the heart. The energy yeah. is maybe it's mm-hmm. the caffeine or the puer minerals and juices. Just the chi, yeah. I mean, it has like you know these these are said to have chi, right? Like, and I think that is. The idea is that it comes from like the the forest, the jungle, you know, like the, that's that's the life force of the tea plant. The astringency seems to be starting now. What steep is this? Three, I think. Three. It's not huge. It's just barely there. Well, like I said, the, 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 this is a more bitter kind of terroir. Not not every puer tastes like this. Um, there's definitely ones that are more smooth. So um, the yiwu will be more sweet, whereas this goes smoky because it's the bulang. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I can tell. And we do have a we do have a Buling or a, sorry a Yiwu blend from same, the same producer, um, you know, same pretty much same age. To side by side those would be like very interesting, you know, for like a new puer drinker just to see like how different they are. Well, and so if you're listening, you know, and you want something on the slightly sweeter side, then you would go with a Yiwu yeah. kind of sourced puer, and then the Buling will be more smoky and tobacco. Yeah, yeah this is this is more if you like like Islay Scotch. Are there any um, cooked bulangs? Yeah, yeah, you can you can cook anything. I I think on the website. I mean, mm, like, is Trident carrying any cooked bulangs right now? Yeah, actually, we do have a Lao Chateau from Bulang. Um, we actually do, but I, I think the thing with cooking is it it kind of removes a lot of the nuance because because you're you're kind of forcing it through this like rapid fermentation process. So you're tasting a little more of the fermentation flavor than the origin. Like there'll, there'll be small differences still between like a cooked bulang and a cooked iwu or a cooked linsong or whatever. What is a lao cho ta? Is that the tea nuggets? Lao cho to is the tea nuggets. Yeah, it, liter- it literally means old tea nuggets in Chinese. Um, and that's just like kind of like a idiosyncrasy of like the processing. Like they'll, they'll pile, the, the way they'll ferment it is like literally like putting in like compost piles. So it's 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 the same idea that are that are wetted and turned just in the same way that like leaves in your compost pile decompose through like microbial fermentation that happens with tea just in a very controlled way. I like this. And then, sorry, it, I forgot where I was going with that. The, 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 oh, the, yeah, the, 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 the Lao Chateau is kind of a byproduct of that. They'll, they'll naturally curl up and like stick together and that's how you have like the, the, the nuggets. So the Lao Chateau is just a byproduct of the whole pile fermenting. Basically, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's kind of like the scraps almost, but but I really, I really like Lao Chateau. Well, and I feel like it's become highly desirable now. Uh, like, I think I think it's great. Yeah, it's like it's one of my favorite kind of show puers to drink. Usually they like, they test things like very sweet and chocolatey to me. This is definitely smokier. Uh, the energy is really intense, honestly. Yeah, it's 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 good. Like I can feel it coursing through my veins I now. I know. I know. I'm gonna have a very. This is a, this is a good like wake up. <laughs> like if you need, if you need like a real boost, and get like a raw bulang. The other thing about like the the aging or fermentation process is it will mellow out. 
So we're talking about how like strong and bitter this one is. It was probably even more strong and bitter seven years ago. This it just like kind of loses the green flavor. You know that includes like some amount of like bitterness and bite and like vegetalness. Um, now it's kind of trending a little more woodsy and dry fruit like we were talking about. Yeah, woodsy, very woodsy. So if you if you kept aging this, you know, it would presumably continue to mellow out, maybe develop like yeah the more mature quote mature flavors. Um, which are like the dry fruit, the wood, the tobacco. Like it'll be, it'll it'll be like a little more like yeah, smooth fruity cigar kind of. The tobacco is starting to come out now too. Mm-hmm. What steep is this? Six or seven? Mm, maybe just four or five. Four or five. I think. Okay, I'm seeing Oops, things. Oops, lost track. Yeah, <laughs> I did so well in the last episode. Go back and check the video footage, but um, it's definitely getting tobacco-y and woodsy. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like the smoky flavor from like smoking meat or something has got like gone away and now it's tobacco yeah. kind of that raw fresh tobacco with like woods well i'm kind of i'm kind of running through this here sorry I'm, i keep dumping tea out but i but i, I just kind of want to demonstrate like where this goes because this, this is kind of hard to drink like a lot a lot of really fast um but but i do i do want us to like experience the progression of flavors here so we've got about four or five. We're four or five. We're, we're on like in. five or six now. Okay, so five sure. or six, yeah. and then how long are you steeping it for? Now? Uh, I'm 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 boosting up a little, maybe like ten seconds here, and that's just like kind of a feeling thing. Like it's starting to taste like maybe like a little little weaker, but not by much. And I want to kind of keep it strong here. How much material did you start out with? Eight grams, I think, is like I usually do. Nice eight grams. Size, yeah. I think eight, eight grams is a pretty good starting point for most uh, teas. It depends on the your brewing vessel size, obviously. And the Trident Gaiwan is 100 milliliters, right? Yeah, it's 100 mils, yeah, oh, which so. is a pretty standard size for a Gaiwan. Some people do, like, I think, I think, I think most Gaiwans are sized, like, 1 to 150 mil. So somewhere between, like, 7 and 10 grams works for most standard Gaiwans. You know, it's interesting. It's gone from woodsy to like almost sappy. Sappy, yeah. L- yeah. Like it's just, I guess that would mean a thicker woodsy flavor. Yeah, like, I, I was, I was going to ask if you taste the sweetness now. Is it, is that really, yeah, I think, I think sap's a good way to put it, honestly. There's like, it's, it's, it's underneath. It's like, it's like below like the, the, the bite and the bitter. Yeah, I just tasted it. But it's also like smooth and sweet. And that's the kind of thing that should continue to develop in this sort of tea. Well, and I was saying about it getting astringent, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of maintaining that woodsy, sappy, yeah. kind of tobacco we note in this middle yeah. kind of steep yeah. six to seven. Yeah, yeah. So how would you suggest this tea to any pu'er lovers or just any tea drinkers out there? Well, like I said, this this it, it's actually a fairly budget-friendly tea. Um, $100 for a full-size cake, that's 357 grams. Which, you know, maybe that sounds like a lot if you're not a pu'er person. For a pu'er person, that should be a screaming deal. Sometimes a lot of smaller cakes, unaged smaller cakes, sell for 500 to to $1,000. Just the, the, the market's kind of gone crazy in recent years in the past, like, couple decades for pu'er. It's, it, they, like, really blew up for a while in China. I think, I think it's, like, I think it's mellowing out a little now. Maybe, maybe partly... We have the Chinese economy being a tailspin to thank for that. Yeah, and what's interesting, even if you do the math and you divide eight grams by three hundred fifty-seven. Oh, it's a hell of a lot of tea. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're looking at forty to fifty cups, depending mm-hmm. on, because you don't always have to go with eight grams. Like, well, not I cups, tend to go with, like forty to fifty gung fu sessions. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah gung fu sessions. So it's like it's multiple like, cups. It's like you're buying like forty dollar bottle, forty bottles of wine or something. You know, it's like a case of wine. Yeah, that's more, true. More than that, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Th- 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 think of a cake. Yeah, if we're, if we're thinking in terms of wine, think of a cake as a case, right? Like that's what you're that's what you're investing in, and like, and you can keep it over time, and it'll change over time. Um, you do have to be careful with the storage of these, though. Uh, I, I know we've talked about this before, but I want to reiterate: they can't just be. If you live, especially if you live in a dry place, they can't just be like out on your shelf, or they'll like, or they'll die. Like the microbes will die. They need to be like sealed, and like, especially if you live in a very dry climate like we do, they should be humidified. Like that's which we use cigar humidifiers in like a sealed environment. If someone is buying a whole cake off the website, uh-huh. how would you suggest? That they have a nice storage space for it. Uh, it it's actually not that hard. Um, it's it's a pretty small investment, honestly. You can just get some food safe plastic um, or like an old refrigerator. But if you're just doing like a, if if you're if you're small scale still, um, just get just a food safe plastic container and some Bovita packs will do will do the job as long as you're like kind of refreshing them and you want to air it out every now and then too. But you just need you just want to be careful. I mean, if you live in like I don't know Florida, you're probably fine. Like. Yeah, because there's always humidity in Florida. So. Yeah, then then you can probably just have it in like a cabinet with the rest of your tea. But if you live in like yeah a place like Colorado, like we do, yeah, you definitely want to. And the relative humidity is like ten to thirty percent. You you definitely want to yeah, do, be doing something to protect your long term tea storage. And if you don't buy a cake, you can just buy it by the ounce, you and can, then that yeah. way the, in, you know you're safe that yeah, way too. Yeah, and it's 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 safe in our storage. Yeah, we we monitor it pretty much all the time to make sure the humidity is fine and like our continually cycling out the packs and like the trident's poor support program yeah, yeah. just just buy it by the ounce yeah yeah get it fresh yeah and when we even have like more tea like long store forest like being kept in china like so that so that that's that's even more safe than like because the because you know the chinese storage is good because that has like a real pedigree yeah and they're like rooms huge rooms yeah and it's just it's just gonna be good there because we know people have been aging tea there for years and years so how long do you think this tea will go for and how would you suggest oh, this tea to any tea drinkers? This tea will go for a long time. Um, like I said, at least a dozen steeps, probably more. You could, you could drink this all day. You could like boil the leaves when you're, when you're through gung fuing them. Um, yeah, I would suggest this to people looking to explore uh, puer terroirs. Like I said, people who like earthier, rougher, woodsy flavors like scotch and cigars would like this particular one. Yeah, it's good for if you think you like the age flavors of tea, but don't want to spend like an arm and a leg. We have this and quite a few other good op- budget-friendly options online and in the shop at tridentcafe.com slash teas. Yeah, I would definitely suggest this one to pu'er drinkers. Yeah, it's, like, really, it's really, really satisfying. Yeah, it's just, you know, to to have a couple different types of pu'ers. This one's the smoky woodsy, uh-huh. sappy. And we, we have various like ages too. We have fresh pu'er, we have middle-aged pu'er, and we have old pu'er, like, which is nice. This is definitely a middle-aged pu'er. This one's for all the middle-aged tea lovers. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to say that, but yeah. No, no, it's all right. I'm (laughs) (laughs) middle-aged. All right. Well, everyone, thank you again so much for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. This is Jake and Josh signing off. Have fun out there drinking and discovering new teas. And and beware of the bad. Beware. Beware of the bad teas. (laughs) All right. Later, guys. Bye.